Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. I want to welcome you to our special series of Money Sense, specifically dedicated to providing valuable information regarding the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. For nearly 30 years, I have been helping listeners learn how to relate many of life's situations to their finances. This pandemic has caused wide-scale disruption in nearly every sector of our lives. No matter your personal situation, we strive to meet you where you are at, both financially and emotionally. Our guests during this series include a futurist, economist, physician, psychologist, as well as local Milwaukee business professionals to get their perspective on how you can apply their insight and expertise to your financial future. This important series will be aired on WISN AM 1130 during our regular Money Sense times, which are Saturdays at 2 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at noon. They will also be available on demand at ellenbecker.com slash money sense or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. We hope you will find these informative and be sure to share them with your family and your friends. My guest today is Patrick Rodriguez. He is an emotional energy healer. Patrick has a unique ability to perceive the feelings of other people and to help them release past fears and traumas. He is the author of several articles on energy healing and now on YouTube as well. And you can learn more about his work and we'll be giving you some more information, but you can go to soulhealingtherapy.com. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you, Karen. What an absolute honor it is to be here with you and your listeners. You know, Patrick, what really motivated me, and you've been a, a friend for quite some time, and we talk, and I had a, a couple experiences with this um, COVID um, virus, and um, in the sense that I was shopping one day over at the local grocery store, and I really, really wasn't paying much attention. But I had my cart and I was going down the um, little aisle and this lady, this woman screamed at me, can't you read? Don't you know where you're going? You're going the wrong way. And it so startled me. I straightened up and I turned my car, my cart around and pivoted out the aisle and mm. I had to go to that aisle. And so I went all the way around and came up. And when I was going down the next aisle, a young gentleman, obviously shopping for a family, was going the wrong way. And I almost started to yell at him, you know, like, don't you know? And then I caught myself and I thought, oh, my God, that's not me. I was really mimicking her and yeah. her energy. And I'm noticing as this goes on and as the, the TV is is hyping up more things like running out of meat and people feeling that they're running out of toilet paper and hoarding that some of this, some of these types of situations and the way the media presents it to us, really um, the energy manifests in so many different ways that I thought if you could address some of these issues, and I know you had said to me once to always ask myself, whose, is it, whose energy is it? when right, that happens. Right, and I yeah. realized that wasn't my energy. So oh, could, very you, cool. could you give us a little bit of insight, a little more insight into what you do, and then um, talk about some of the things that would be most meaningful to my listeners today? Sure. Um, my goodness, wait, your experience was I had such a similar experience when 
this was just getting rolling and there's so much in what you just said and let me see if I can cover as much as I can <laughs> is um, when this first started um, I had a, I was driving along and I had this woman make she was in the right hand lane and she makes a left hand turn you know cutting me off I'm a pretty chill person, you know, and I don't want to say I'm Mr. Perfect. I don't want to say I'm Zen master, but I'm pretty chill. And someone had stopped in front of her. So now she's blocking me and both lanes of traffic. <laughs> and I find myself laying on the horn, throwing up my arms. And even while this is happening, I'm thinking, what an idiot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, But I couldn't control myself. And so finally, of course, traffic goes and everyone goes and I'm just like shaking my head at my own stupidity about this. I get home and I tell my wife, you know, hey, you aren't going to believe what happened. And one thing that spouses are great about is keeping you humble. And my spouse has been trained by some pretty good people, including myself. And one of the first things that she does, she says, well, take a breath. Now, who do these feelings belong to? And I went, oh, my God they're not mine. And just like yourself, it was kind of shocking. Now, I have this ability of being able to perceive feelings from another person. So usually when I ask myself this question, I can kind of tune in, oh, that's Joe, oh, that's Sally. But what started coming to me is this wasn't just one person. This is bigger than just one person. This is a collective. So Carl Jung, who is a very famous, you know, philosopher, psychologist, contemporary of Freud, he came up with the term of the collective unconscious, the collective unconscious. And his theory was that we all are living our individual lives in consciousness, but we share an unconscious. Now, the importance of that is in the United States, we have an amazing media coverage, you know, a hundred different cable channels with nothing on. And right now, they're all zoomed in on the coronavirus and the different aspects, the health aspect, the political aspect. And let's face it, fear sells. And so there's a sensationalism that you mentioned about. And so they're flooding the collective unconsciousness with fear. Fear can come out in a few primary different ways. It can come out, number one is fear, as worry, as panic, anxiety, but also anger. And anger is the one that many of us choose to go to so that we don't have to feel our feelings of fear. You know, that old saying of big boys don't cry. Well, big boys also don't like to feel fear. So rather than feel fear, we go into anger. And so this started occurring to me, well, man, if I can feel it this strong, my clients probably can too. So I started teaching this over and over and over. And as the weeks went by, many of my clients are telling me, oh, yeah, that's serving me. This whole thing about who do these feelings belong to? And the way that we do that is we take a breath to the best of your ability, get centered, and then ask this question to the universe, to God, 
whoever it is, the deity of your choice, even to your own subconscious mind. It doesn't matter. What does matter is asking the question as if you expect an answer. Who do these feelings belong to? Is it grammatically correct? Eh, not really, but it works. As you tune into those feelings, sometimes a person will come up in your mind, the thought, their face, whatever. But right now, what I feel going on a lot is just a general feeling. It doesn't really matter what the answer is. What matters is you get this profound sense, this isn't mine. At least the level of intensity is not mine. So we all have these internal feelings within us, but the exponential feelings are not ours. When I think about families right now, husband and wives and employees, um, all being pushed into one box, you know, kind of together in their homes. I mean, the energy that can arise between two spouses, between children and a parent. I mean, that's also very difficult, Patrick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in that, one of the really sad parts about that is, again, we're not taught to feel our feelings. We're not taught how to just allow ourselves to just feel our feelings. And I'm not talking about, you know, you get angry, you start punching a wall. Not that at all. Not even, you know, you get angry at your spouse and you start yelling at them. But rather giving yourself permission to feel your own feelings. Anger is one of the tops of the food chain. But underneath the anger is usually some kind of hurt, some kind of fear. And so when I'm working with people, it's, okay, let's give you permission to feel anger. Not punch walls, but just feel the anger. As they do, it begins to dissipate so that they can get into the hurt, the fear, etc. So what you're saying right now just breaks my heart you know, when I hear these reports of how domestic violence is increasing and all these other horrible things because people are locked in close quarters. And what's really going on is for decades, they've been suppressing these energies that they just don't know how to deal with. And so now something comes up. They're not experiencing, oh, my wife put too much salt in dinner. What they're experiencing is everything from their past surfacing in there's too much salt in the dinner or the kids are yelling and it goes right back sometimes even to childhood that they just have resolved issues, you know, well, my dad never let me yell. So why should these kids be allowed to yell? And that's still stuck inside the inner child was never allowed to come out and play and so now they're taking it out on their kids ensuring that the cycle continues it's a little rough it's inherited yeah yeah it really is patrick we're going to take our first break here and when we come back let's address the um the situation for individuals out there who are feeling you know what Financially, I'm really okay. I don't really have to worry too much about my finances, maybe for a, a, a variety of reasons, but yet they're feeling all this anxiety and they don't know 
what it is. And they're sitting back and saying, why am I feeling like this? I'm fine. I don't have to worry. You know, maybe they're retired and they're saying my retirement is okay. I've planned well, but yet I've got all this anxiety. So when we come back, let's take a look at why that might be. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And we are doing this wonderful series um, on COVID-19. And I'm really trying to find all the issues out there that seem to be surfacing. And, you know, we only get little snippets um, on the radio or in the newspaper or on TV. And here I have a whole... Um, 50 some minutes that we can address an issue. And I've been noticing in myself and people around me and that there's this anxiety that seems to be heightened um, and nobody can actually identify why is that, you know? And so as I talk to my clients who are retired and they say, you know, financially, everything is great, but I just feel so off center. And so, um, Patrick, can you identify when people think that everything is right and they're feeling so blessed and they know that they're in a good position, but yet they still have all this anxiety associated with what's going on and they feel guilty about being anxious? That's a big one because it's so individual when someone, and, and this goes in so many different ways, even in the best of times when things are going well, I'll talk to people and their lives are going pretty good and then they feel guilty for feeling pretty good. And so much of this comes in personal history. Um, one of the global things that's happening right now is we have to go at a very human level. At a real human level is we have a need for certainty. And there's this quote that I absolutely love that um, goes, you can measure a man's sanity by his need for certainty. You can measure a man's sanity by his need for certainty. So we all need certainty. It's just to what extent do we need certainty? And the media is putting out all this information that really has nothing to do with reality. They're saying, here's what we believe is going to happen. Here's what's going to come in order to help people have this feeling of certainty when really there is no certainty. And so to realize that you're having anxiety, again, there's so much uncertainty in the collective unconscious, that having worry, anxiety, in large part isn't even yours. But if you find yourself needing certainty, like what's going to happen? I just don't know what's going to happen. My recommendation is to give yourself a timeout where you can feel those feelings. Give yourself a timeout. Okay, I'm going to go for just 10 minutes so I can get a grip on myself. But in those 10 minutes, you give yourself permission to feel this dramatic fear. Let it come up. And what begins to happen for most of us, and this is not an easy thing to do. I say one of the hardest things to do is to go inside. What starts to come up is we start to have memories come up 
memories that are not pleasant. You know, some of these very fearful memories, times of our life when legitimately we had uncertainty and things didn't always go well. You know, Patrick, I remember two clients that I had worked with many, many years ago. And one of my clients said that one day he went to school and he came home and his parents had moved out of their apartment and forgot to tell him where they were moving to. Oh my God. And he honestly didn't know where they had moved to. And he had so much fear around that. And then I had another client who was absolutely very successful, but his father had gone bankrupt several times and he had experienced the feeling of having and not having, having and not having. And he was panicked all the time around everything. And, and that kind of brings me to the people, you know, that are very um, fortunate and, and they're in a really good place that every one of us all of the experiences that we have have brought us to who we are today and embracing those feelings and knowing that it's how we became who we are and addressing them, just noticing them, as you said, really can help us to um, sort of tame that lion inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I find people will often come to me to correct a behavior. Uh, you know, I want to stop smoking, stop drinking, whatever it is. And one of the things that I'll tell them is, I don't think you want to stop drinking or stop smoking. What you really want is the option to drink or not drink, to smoke or not smoke. And then you're free to choose. So someone goes to uh, hypnosis as an example and the hypnotist programs and every time that you smoke they you know you'll taste this horrible feeling and that's cool but what I do is let's find out what happens when you're thinking about smoking or thinking about drinking and that's where all this inner panic comes up all this internal stuff. So for example, the gentleman that you were talking about that went without and then has plenty, went without, has plenty. I would imagine it's very hard for this individual to ever feel secure, to ever feel like there is enough. And so what I would love to do if I were working with this gentleman is to aim at the feeling of security and what would immediately come up is all the insecurity that he experienced as a child growing up, not just his own, but also from his parents, especially from his father. And as he begins to feel those feelings of security, he begins to release the energy of insecurity. So for those of us that have enough, and I'm very blessed to say that I'm one of them right now is um, where I just have enough and many of your listeners have enough but are still feeling insecure address that insecurity allow it to come up there's shame that so many of us carry of our own feelings you know we think okay well we have money in the bank we have food in the fridge and everything's going good i'm ashamed that i feel insecure that's normal. Mm -hmm. That's normal. 
And what I tell people is give yourself permission to feel your feelings. And honestly, you have to take time to do it. You can't do it in the moment. You know, it's kind of like there's some great people out there who say, okay, when you get mad, count to 10. And you're like, one, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) And sure, that probably works. But it's so much better. It's such a gift to yourself that if you're living in a state of anxiety, Number one, reach out to you know someone. There's magnificent counselors, therapists. Hey, myself. But even if you just do it with yourself and just give yourself the gift of saying, okay, I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling ashamed of it. Feel your feelings and breathe through it. Allow all the old stuff to come up. And what you're really looking to do is to align yourself with that part of yourself that was scared that at that time you had reason, good reason to be scared. That's now coming forward in this behavior of feeling anxiety, fear, shame. Thank you, Patrick. We're going to take our next break and let's just turn the table a little bit and talk about in our next break, those individuals who really don't think they have enough and they don't have enough. And they're, and they're struggling with many different things. You know, it's that looking at other people who they perceive have enough and feeling, why me? I mean, why me? Why is this happening to me? And it brings up all kinds of things for them as well. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I am the founder and the senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. My guest today is Patrick Rodriguez. He is an emotional energy healer. He has a unique ability to perceive the feelings of other people and help them to release past fears and traumas. He is the author of several articles on energy healing, and now you can see him on YouTube as well. And you can learn more about his work by visiting his website as Soul Healing Therapy. You know, Patrick, during the break, Wendy was telling us uh, a a great story that she had seen, I think she had mentioned on her Facebook feed, of a woman who is in the bathroom with a towel around her head, and she is um, upset, and it's like, why am I always in here crying? And, you know, I remember when things were really hard for me as a young person, and it seemed like everything was collapsing around me, I used to go and stand in the shower and cry so no one would hear me. And, you know, this whole idea of everything collapsing, and we have had several people on talking about small business, and some of those small businesses aren't going to make it. And some people are not going to be called back to work and have lost jobs permanently. And we're seeing it in the the amount of people who are, are going to the, the task forces to get food and to help to keep food on the table. And so there is a real worry out there. How do, how do, how do individuals who, this woman who's so down and out and going to the bathroom and just crying, what does she do? Wow. That, that's so intense. I can just feel the feelings of that. Thank you, Wendy, for bringing that up. And Karen, thank you for sharing your own personal experiences because that's not easy to share. And I love that you're sharing it because at the time for yourself and this woman's story, 
why do I find myself going to the bathroom and crying? It's more than just what's happening now. It's the energy of shame and of guilt that she is carrying, the energy of shame and guilt that you felt the need that you actually had to have the shower on so no one else would hear you. And that's what so many of us are struggling with. And the person whose business is going, going down the twos for no fault of his own may even feel all this burden of guilt and shame. And one of the best things to do, again, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but rather just give yourself permission to feel what you feel. Give yourself permission to feel what you feel. Just that alone will help just just unburden yourself, will release the energy. So there is, I can't help it. I just go in to cry and then enough, I'm out until I do it again. That's not the same thing. You know, sometimes work with people and they say, oh yeah, well, I don't stop myself from crying. I said, yeah, but you're doing it with shame. You're doing it just to, you know, do it enough until you don't do it anymore. What I'm recommending is to do it with caring, you know. We talk about the inner child a lot in my sessions. And the inner child, if you can imagine you as an infant, you as an infant, and you're holding this infant that is crying, you're not going to shake the kid and say, shut up. (laughs) You're going to hold it. You're going to nurture it. And that's what you want to do with you. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry over and over and over. You do this until it comes out, but not the tears, the energy, because you may stop crying because you push it down, you suppress it. That's not enough. It's still there. You want to give yourself permission to cry without judgment of it. Non-judgment is one of the best things you can do when working with your own inner child. And so these businesses that are collapsing, yeah, it is a rough time. It, it really is a rough time. And some of them may not come back. Does that mean that you can't start again? You have the expertise. Can you start again? Probably. Now may not be the time to think about then. Now is the time to think about you and your emotional and physical well-being. Care for you. And one of the ways that you care for you is in what we're talking about. Caring for yourself emotionally. Not just physically, emotionally. But Patrick, I know... And I can almost go back to that time, so very many years ago. Logically, I knew. But can you explain the difference between your brain and between what you know and what you actually, how that works? Because I know a lot of people say, I know I can start over. I know, But the energy, the feelings are still there. And, you know, your brain isn't really there to make decisions for you. It's really your intuition and it's your feelings. Our brain is more like a calculator 
but so many people make decisions from their brain. And that's why they find this coming back and back and back. But we think that we're make, when we make it with our brain, we've done all the work, but that's not really the case. Absolutely. <laughs> brain's, the brain's one of the worst things to use when making decisions, in my opinion, is because there's so much information and counter information that gets in the way. And I like aiming at the energy of fulfillment. Let fulfillment be your North Star. You aim at personal fulfillment, not just what gives you happiness, because happiness is pleasure, which comes and goes, fulfillment. And it's rough, just like what you said. So what is the difference between logical and emotional? That's the real question. So, so much of the energy that we hold inside comes from a time that is even pre-memory, you know? We're making decisions, we're making conclusions, sometimes that were made when we're three and four years old. We're modeling mommy and daddy, or we're afraid of mommy and daddy, or we didn't get love or nurturing in the way that we needed back at these ages, and we're still carrying those patterns, sometimes 50, 60 years later. We have our physical reality, and we have our emotional reality. Our physical reality is today. So here we are, whatever age we are, whether it's 30, 40, 50, 60, it doesn't matter. We are at the age that we are today in physical reality. However, many of the fears, and we can include the energy of anxiety, even depression and anger, started at a time when we were very vulnerable, five, six, seven, eight, ten years old. And it started there. The emotional reality is stuck at that time period. That little Johnny, that little Susie, he, she does not have the life experience yet. They're still stuck in that age. So one of the things that I try to do is to bring the adult self into the emotional reality of the child to say, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you. Because their physical reality no longer exists. But from an emotional state, they don't know that. From an emotional state, it's still stuck energy. So it's bringing the you of today to the younger self and saying, I love you. And that's really hard especially for people that have gone through some pretty scary stuff as a kid. And there's a lot of scary stuff that happens to children when they're most vulnerable. And it happens by adults, often by family members. I think too, what you're saying then just for my own simplification is that if I look at my um, client and friend who came home and his, and his parents had moved and not told, ever told him, he was constantly fearful of something that was going to just all of a sudden happen. He couldn't, he couldn't trust that he had enough information. So he was always trying to protect himself. And so in theory, then if he could go back and, and feel that emotion that he felt when he was that probably eight year old that walked up to the house and the house was empty, it would alleviate some of that as an adult right now. And 
all along because he didn't he didn't know he thought he had worked it out in his head but really all along what he's been doing is really giving his power away absolutely to fear, to fear. i love that example and when you say theoretically well this is what i do with people yes. <laughs> it's not theoretical it's i do bring them back emotionally to that child of whatever age he was, nine, 10 years old, when that happened and allow him to be with that little boy and tell that little boy, you're safe, you're safe. I'm never gonna let anything like that happen to you ever again. Very, very, very often, that's all we have to do is we just have to align the adult with the child. And it's just feelings. Okay, so I only have one more example. Wendy's telling me that we should take our break, and we will. Okay. But um, I do a lot of dry needling, and um, it's very much like acupuncture, but it's a little bit more definitive. And I work with a physical therapist, a doctor of physical therapy, and she finds those knots, you know, and then she will take the needle, and it goes in the knot, and it goes, poof. And it's gone. And for an instant, there's like this little shock wave. But then the minute it's done, it's done. That's how I think this is. Yes. <laughs> you find that knot that's there and you work with it. And, and it's an immediate release once you really yeah. recognize what it is. Is that, okay, Wendy, we're going to take a break. <laughs> and we have another session, another session. We have another, um, uh, another um, portion here. And when we come up, Patrick, let's, let's give some of the tools, redefine those tools that you have talked about in terms of letting go and getting in touch. And some of the things that I, you know, and I guess I, you worked with me for so long and I immediately recognized when I was in that grocery store that those at, at all were my feelings. And probably maybe in the past I would have said, hey you, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> but I just looked at him and smiled at him. And, um, and so we're going to take a break and let's look at some of those things that people can do to sort of catch themselves in the moment. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. My guest today is Patrick Rodriguez. He is an emotional energy healer. If you have really enjoyed what you're hearing today, if you'd like to know more, you can go to soulhealingtherapy.com. Again, soulhealingtherapy.com. And he's got a get great website. He also has um, two different YouTubes out there that are really good and uh, some books. And uh, Patrick, let's go back to Wendy's example um, about what she's been seeing on Facebook. And of course I could hear in her voice, the energy that she had around it. The woman that was just walking, had her hair up in a towel and she's in the bathroom and she says, why do I find myself crying in the bathroom? And I can pick up that feeling because I have felt that way myself. What does someone like that do in that moment? Or like I was when in the grocery store or you were in the car what are some of the things that people can do to alleviate it in the moment? And I think the first step is recognizing it. And you might not be able to go and take that moment um, in the grocery store or in the car, but at least you've acknowledged it and then you can go home and do something. But in the moment, what about the moment? That's the toughest part. 
to be honest with you, that is the toughest time to work with any kind of emotional energy is in the moment. And the reason it's so tough is because in the moment, you're triggered by the outside, what's in front of you, as well as the inside. It's rough. It's rough. The best thing to do, in my opinion, is to have a network, to have a network. And that network can be family, can be close friends. For some people, it's even their cat or their dog, you know. But to have someone that you trust, that you can reach out to, that you can be real with, and that is hard to find someone like that. I believe that's the reason that... You know, my business practice exists is because we don't have people like that in our culture. It's not set up where, yeah, we can talk about our day. It's socially acceptable. We can talk about what's bothering us, but we cannot talk about what's happening inside. For most of us, it's not um, culturally, it's, it's not acceptable to do those type of things. Reach out to help you know, make friends and, and even the existing friends that you have. See if you can get a friendship going where there's an agreement between the two of you. I need time to vent and not just from right now, but some old stuff. It's not always easy. It's not always easy to share. And it's also as a friend, it's not easy to hear. But if you can find a friend like that, it's absolute gold. In the moment, acknowledging it to yourself, this is how I feel without shame, without guilt, without anger. Because some of us feel these tears and then we get angry at ourselves for having them. The flip side of that is the anger is very useful only in as much as well, if I get angry, now I'm able to shut it down. Yeah, short-term it works. It's effective, but it's not useful long-term. Recognize what you're going through and give yourself acceptance of what you're going through. No judgment, acceptance. But please, 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 if you have something like this going on, reach out to someone Reach out to a friend, family, trusted family member, counselor, therapist, and again, myself. You know, Patrick, I, I think, I know that it's often a hard step to take to want to go deep within yourself to, number one, explore some of these feelings, but to re-experience them to any extent. Um, but it's all in acknowledging that you're worth it as a yeah. person and giving yourself permission to be yourself, to know that you're human and that you don't have to, you don't have to fear exploring more about yourself. And that can be a very difficult first step. You know, a lot of times we're really good about taking care of other people and helping people figure out and lifting up people and all of those different things. But 
it's really hard sometimes for us to lift up ourselves and to go inside and explore some of those feelings and want to know more. It's easier to shut off and keep busy. But I think one of the things that's happened with this virus, and not only just for couples with families, but there are so many single women out there like myself. There are so many um, people out there that are alone, um, not even with a pet, not with anybody. And they're experiencing all this time on their hands. And I think it can be very hard and sometimes maybe even feel dangerous. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's so beautiful. And I'll just right out here, I've been working with Patrick for quite some time. And we just talk about a lot of different things. Some of it's business, some of it's private and personal. And it's just been really amazing to me. And the one thing that has become very clear to me is it is astonishing. It's fantastic. It's wonderful to know that you're feeling your feelings and not someone else. And when I was able to recognize in the grocery store that they weren't my feelings, I was actually feeling really good about this. And I had a smile on my face and I thought, wow, this is good. And it can be in every part of your life. And the thing that I love about it is that when you change something within yourself, you change things all around you. You change it in your children, you change it in your family, you change it in every single person that you see when you walk down the road and you smile and they know that you're, that your energy, that you are who you are, that you're living a life of, um, of being the person that you were meant to be. It's very exciting. And I just want to thank you, Patrick, for being a guest today. And I know that, uh, that your days are really full and I appreciate it. And um, if you have any desire to know more, if anything has just really um, opened up a door in your life, because there's so much going on with this virus, so many things that we don't know. And for some people, Patrick, this might have been woo, 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 you know, and other people <laughs> and other people, they're hearing it and going, oh, my God, he's talking right to me. If there's just one person that we can open up a door and shed a little bit of light on something that's going on, feelings that you have around this virus and other things that have come up, um, that's it for me. Then it means that it's all been very successful. And you can go to soulhealingtherapy.com. And Patrick, thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Karen. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to our COVID-19 edition of Money Sense. Our goal is to provide valuable information so that you can feel more confident in your financial decisions. You can listen to this show and any that you may have missed at ellenbecker.com slash money sense or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. To discuss these topics and more with one of our wealth advisors, call us at 262 691 3200 or visit ellenbecker.com for a complimentary consultation.